All right, we're back and we're going to talk about Kari Coleman. And Kari Coleman is an interesting thing, an interesting player. He is an extremely explosive dude, but he's going to be moving from playing with his hand down to trying to play linebacker. We're going to talk about that with Corey in just a second. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, we are here with Corey Burton, offensive coordinator from Hillwood High School. We're going to talk about Kari Coleman in just a second, but first I want to tell you about BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for lines odds, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. I'm sure they just call it golf because now they have that LAV thing. Um, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Corey Burton from Hillwood High School, the offensive coordinator, is joining us. And we're going to talk a little bit about Card Coleman. And he is an interesting guy because of what he is trying to do. And I think what the end goal of his transfer is. How are you doing, Corey? Man, I'm great. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, this is kind of like boot camp the defense round mm. two, right? Yeah, seriously. Round three, round whatever, right? I'm, yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm pumped to be here, pumped to talk about Kari Coleman He's an interesting player, nonetheless. Yeah, he's a former Big 12 co-freshman of the year. He's 6'2", 220. But at TCU, he played defensive end, and he was dang good. He ended up his TCU career with 17.5 tackles for loss and um, 52 total tackles and ended up with 4.5 sacks. This was playing defensive end. And after two years in a strength program at TCU, he probably knows that he's not going to get much taller, but 6'2", 220, he figured he could transition to the defensive line. Now, he has he could play one year at Ole Miss and go pro if he has a big one, but if he doesn't, he has three years of eligibility. So it's a good get either way, but it, it's tricky when you're used to playing with your hand on the ground and then you go to not playing it on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a minimum of two years to try to get used to playing in, uh, a, a linebacker role versus uh, a role with your hand in the dirt. That's quite the jump. And, you know, Ole Miss fans, I think, are going to have to give him a little bit of grace early on. And I, I think I think you'll see him rotate more early on until he gets the, until he gets kind of the hang of it. And then with his explosiveness, he could very well take over that will, will position uh, right next to Troy Brown. So... I, I, you know, depending on how, how much he's picking up on it in camp, and, and Steve, you probably keep up with the camp reports more than I do, but um, when you look at him, though, I mean, his, his talent is undeniable. He's explosive. He's rangy. He can move. Probably why they had him at defensive end, because in a league like the Big 12, you need somebody that can just straight explode off the ball and get to the passer, and that he did. But at the NFL level, if you're six foot two, you better be Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald, he is not. Yeah. And, but he is a really explosive player. He was, a, like I said, a former co-defensive freshman of the year in the Big 12 in 2020. 
Aishim Young, who we're going to talk about Friday, was the other one. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so both of them coming in. So um, in 2005, maybe, I think it was 2005, um, Ole Miss signed a kid named Danny Fortson out of Miami. Good kid, dominant kid. It was a similar type situation. I've, and I've thrown this cautionary tale out many times. And he was a very lightly built defensive lineman. But on the defensive lineman, he was really good. So they tried to move him into being a linebacker. He could not take playing with his hand off the ground. And that ended up being his undoing. He transferred after a year, and I haven't heard from him since. But that makes me nervous more so than not. Even though Kari Coleman is an extremely athletic kid, that just kind of sticks in the back of my mind. And, you know, for Ole Miss fans, it probably should because it's a it, it's one of your more glorified field experiments. I know Georgia has a quite the handful of them on the defensive side of the ball with, uh, with guys that they try to – recruit his linebackers and put down and vice versa. I mean, you know, you've got all kinds of stories all over the country about, you know, guys going from linebacker to end, end to linebacker, defensive end to defensive tackle, and, you know, defensive tackle to tight end and all, all that kind of movement. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of horror stories about, you know, epic failures of, of that. But then on the flip side, you got a lot of stories the other way around too, where, you know, you, you, you finally find that magical fit and, it's like, boom, here we go. It takes you to that next level. I mean, you know, if if New Mexico hadn't decided that Brian Erlacher wasn't a safety and, and moved him down to linebacker, we may, you know, he may not be wearing a gold jacket. So, you know, there are situations like, like that where, okay, we got to take the risk. You know, we can always we can always plug him back down there. He's got three years. We can try it out and see how it goes. And, you know, we can, we can always, we can always do that. But, at six two two twenty, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt his draft stock by trying linebacker because you're not getting drafted as a defensive end at six two two twenty. I'm, you know, I, I may be mistaken, but he's not Joey Bosa's size. He's not Nick Bosa. He's not Calais Campbell. I mean, all those guys are six six and above, and and to play defensive end in the in the National Football League, that's that's about where height wise they're looking for. In, anything under six two. You better be the next coming of Dwight Freeney. Yeah, and Ole Miss had experience with this because Mark Robinson last year was a, I think he was a running back at Southeast Missouri State that transferred to Ole Miss because he was friends with, from high school with Otis mm-hmm. Reese, and he ended Otis up getting yeah ended up getting drafted by the Steelers and playing very well. So sometimes these position moves really work out, and. Honestly, I wonder if the linebackers playing in this 3-2-6, the way they do that, if it might be easier for somebody that play with their hand on the ground and is used to going forward um, to deal with. I, that, that, that I'm not really sure about. Well, a lot of times when you play this 3-2-6 type scheme, you bump your defensive linemen in, your, your ends. You bump them in to almost three techniques where they're over the guard. So your inside linebackers are playing B to C anyway. So... That's probably natural versus if he was in a true 3-4 or if he was in a true, you know, 4-2-5 where, you know, one linebacker has A to B to scrape and the other one has B to C to scrape. And and it's a little bit more downhill, whereas a 3-2-6, you condense that defensive line and take care of all your interior gaps with the defensive lineman and then, and then play 
mostly scraping over the top to the C gaps with those inside guys. That might be a better transition for him. Yeah, I was curious about that. Okay, before we get out of here, um, if everything's going right, it's all clicking for Kari Coleman. What does it look like? Uh, teams not being able to run jet sweep very well uh, because they're not going to be able to block an inside linebacker because he's too explosive and he's out there on uh, on the jet sweep guy. Uh, I think you're going to see some bodies flying. I think you're going to see some sacks happening. I think you're going to start to see some kind of creative blitzes where they might bring him down and twist him around and, and you know they'll get creative and find ways to bring him off the edge and get him to do some stuff that he's comfortable with versus just sticking him back there and say, okay, you can only play one way. So they'll, they'll find ways to, to kind of get him involved and, and, and put him in some spots that he was used to at TCU. All right. Tomorrow we are going to get into the defensive backfield and talk about Ooh. Ladarius Tennyson, a physical, ah. physical box safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. um, but we will talk about him tomorrow. But for Corey, I'm Steve. Peace. Peace.